0: welcome to the Living With Purpose podcast. I'm your host Simone Denny and I'm here to uncover how we find more joy, greater fulfillment and deeper purpose in our lives. I will be sharing my own journey as well as insights from thought leaders and everyday people who are living with purpose and have created a life they truly love. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I have been a little bit absent from this space. I've been putting a lot of my time and energy into my beautiful coaching clients and also to a group program that I've been running called Living With Purpose with a really beautiful group of women who are stepping into their power and their purpose and digging deep into who they are. Uh, what's their strengths, what's holding them back, what are their beliefs and thoughts and, and really understanding what it means to be your authentic self and I know we use that term a lot but I can promise you I feel like these people are really really getting to know who they are and as part of that journey we really start looking at what other tools can we use to support ourselves in discovering different layers of ourselves? And one of those that came up was the human design uh, test, what you can do, the human design mapping. And I really wanted to invite Christine Spicer, who is um, a real guru on the topic of human design, just to share with her. Us, what is human design how can it help us on our path to purpose and since our interview I've actually had uh human design mapping done by Christine and for me it was just so insightful to either validate things that I already knew about myself but um just needed to hear that that's naturally who I am. And also to highlight the areas that I can work on more and to develop more and to, um, you know, create my life learnings around. It's also about understanding where you naturally um, make decisions from, which is really helpful um, and making sure that you make decisions from the right place. And for me, I learned that so much of my decisions are based on how things Feel in terms of energy, whether it's a yes or a no, whether I feel that inspiration or not. And I know for other people it's very different it's an emotional thing or it's uh, a feeling of um, going through a process. Um, But yeah, I I got a lot out of my session and it really ties in nicely with the work that we're doing, we've been doing in the group or in my individual coaching around how do we step into our purpose after we know. Or not after because we never fully (laughs) the job is never done but once we start to understand who we are so I will introduce you to Christine and thanks for being here it's been a little while but I really um, have been thinking about you and I'm pleased to be back in the podcasting seat Hello everyone and welcome to today's show and podcast. I'm so delighted to have Christine Spicer with me today, who is uh, one of New Zealand's leading human design experts, and I would probably say the leading human design expert. She was the country's first internationally certified analyst and teacher of human design. Uh, Christine is also an executive coach specializing in leadership development, and she is a facilitator and mentor, and she works in the area of conscious leadership, which I think is an interesting topic in itself. Christine spent 18 years as a senior executive, so she understands the inner workings of the corporate world. So, welcome, Christine. It's so lovely to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. And what's also amazing is that Christine is, uh, a, is local on Waiheke, so she is literally in the same hood as, as me. And it's just amazing, these people that you find on Waikiki. <laughs> so really excited to have you here. So Christine, to start, and I'd really like to talk about this topic of human design and share about, you know, what is human design? For me, I'm really interested in all of the different ways that we can come to understand ourselves better and understand who we are and then kind of create ourselves from that, that place. And I know that's a lot of the work that you do as well. So can you
1: share with me how you came to discover human design? Sure, yeah. Yeah, it was one of those magical meetings. I um, was 15 years ago and I was at a stage in my life where you know i'd achieved a lot i had um was at a place in my life where i had everything that you know we are conditioned to strive to have you know i had you know i was in married to a lovely man with two great children had a great career you know we had a comfortable life um and everything you know looked perfect on the surface everything really looked um, like I, I I could have really had the feeling i 'd arrived, and yet that 's not how I felt so mm-hmm. there was this sense in me where i that I was just sort of disappointed, and even though i 'd done quite a lot of personal a lot of personal development and tried all sorts of things, there was still everything I did would take me to a certain place of my emotional development my my um, health and well-being, my spiritual development, and then there would be a point where, ah, uh, still not it, you know. And so I was traveling in Germany and visiting uh, somebody who had um, lived with us in, as an exchange student when I was 16 years old, and it turned out she was studying human design. And there we were, she she said to me, you know, I'm really interested to know, you know, we've known each other since we were 16 years old. I'd love to know your design. Oh, what's that? So, you know, she put my details into her computer. Well, actually she put my, the details of my family into her computer first. Mm -hmm. Um, And with each um, human design that came up on her screen, which was like a map of energy and consciousness, you know, I could see this incredible difference between all these different designs. And then finally she put in my chart and she screamed. (laughs) And I was, what? (laughs) You know, what's wrong with me that you are screaming? And, um, you know, she she said to me, you know, I I was the first person of my type that she has met um, because I have a very unusual kind of design. And that was the beginning of me being incredibly curious because at that time I was involved in um, human potential. I was working in organizational development and leadership development, and I had a lot of knowledge of psychometric testing, all of the profiling, you know, profiling tools, and that was an area of expertise for me. And yet here I was with this unusual system that gave me more accurate information about my family and myself than I had had from any other tool that I'd encountered. So I was, I was pretty gobsmacked and I was skeptical Mm -hmm. because my mind, you know, my mind was, where does this come from? How could this be? This is, you know, it's, it's an alternative tool. And yet the accuracy was incredible. So that started me on a journey of, um, inquiry really Mm -hmm. inquiry experimentation and of course i came back to new zealand and looked around for human design in new zealand and i couldn't find anyone because it wasn't here as a service at all and started the process of studying just to really understand myself Mm -hmm. and um as I did that, I eventually, of course, then became the first analyst in New Zealand and went on to be a teacher and brought human design to New Zealand. So mm. it's an amazing thing because now when I look around, a lot of people know about human design. When I started, I was completely by myself. There was no Facebook. There was there was no kind of international community other than emailing people. And so it was a very solitary study for a long time until mm. Um, until I started it as a professional service in 2009.
0: Mm. Oh, what an amazing journey. And what I love about that is that you had come from quite a traditional way of person- doing personality tests or in that corporate world where we, you know, it's, it's quite analytical and understanding the personality and you knew what that was, but then you kind of carried on and, and found this new way that probably, you know, it, like you said, it's unusual how it works and I know that there's this um, term in human design so it's called the synthesis of the ancient world which is quite different to how we do our um, personality tests and say say the corporate world or what most people are used to so what does that mean the synthesis of the ancient world?
1: Yeah so it's a really fascinating synthesis Um, and it's it really shows, it's, it's a relational system. So what it shows is the relationship between all of these ancient systems that were developed through the wisdom of ancient cultures and the way that that um, comes together or synthesizes with genetics, so the DNA, mm-hmm. um, physics, and the way that they relate to each other. So, for example, you know, the Chinese through the I Ching had a way of looking at who we are and how to make sense of the world. So the I Ching is one of the ancient systems. Mm
0: -hmm. And then
1: there's the Jewish tree of life, astrology, um, the chakra system, and and then the way that actually relates to our DNA, our amino acids, our body, our physicality mm. and the physics of what's happening out there in the star field and in the universe. And it's really interesting because when I started to study this, I realized, ah, psychometric testing is based on this. Ah,
0: you no, know?
1: So um, the I Ching, for example, is a place um, that informs a lot of psychometric models Carl Jung used the archetypes as his model, which came from the I Ching. So a lot of this is, ah, oh, this is wisdom that's been around forever. And the human design maps it and says, this is how it relates to each other.
0: Wow. I love that. And, and so insightful And then we, when we think something is, you know, quite traditional has actually come from, like you say, ancient wisdom. I love that. Mm. So I think a lot of people now want to know, like, what is human design and, and how does it
1: work? Mm. Yeah, that's a big question. <laughs> so, so to give it, I guess, a little bit of an overview, how, what is it? So if I take myself into the place of somebody who doesn't know anything about human design, I think the most important thing to know first is that it's a map, you know. So each person in the world, all the 7 billion people in the world, each have a unique map. And that map is of their energy and consciousness. And it you know, gets generated by a computer system um, based on your time, place, and date of birth. And um, this map gives um, many, many layers of information about the way that your body, your spirits, your soul, your physicality, um, your psyche, are designed to be in the world and really it's a map of your unique potential so it's a map of who you're here to be mm. and it's something that has to be unpacked over time um, so it highlights the amino acids that are yours that are particular to you and the archetypes of you know personality traits that are particular to to you and also the particular energy and aura system that you're sitting inside so um yeah it's an incredible it's an incredibly detailed map which I'm still exploring and I think that's one of the things to know about human design it's so multi-layered that it's the first thing I found in life that I can't touch the sides of. I'm still studying
0: it. <laughs> it's so inspiring. And, um, and and I think that's an important thing to note as well, that as we talk through today and these designs and you know, people kind of getting curious about their own design, um, how important it is to um, work with somebody who really understands and has studied, like you have, for a very long time how to interpret the information because we can find out what we are, but that's the link of, um, you know, doing it with somebody who understands the layers that are ever expanding by the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That, that's great to know.
1: Yeah. So it's a really important, um, that is very important because, you know, the human mind is incredible. You know, I like to call the human mind, it, it can be a bit of a mind field, the human mind field (laughs) and um you know it can take us down rabbit holes that also can uh, maybe not that helpful if Mm -hmm. we are not getting a correct interpretation because the map itself gives a map of ah where what am i transmitting into the world so what am i bringing into the world that has the potential to be authentically me And where am I sensitive? Now what am I receiving? Where am I open to receiving energy and influence that's not me that can actually take me away from my potential? That's a great
0: area. Yeah, I really I really like that question. And I kind of talk about a similar thing within our purpose is as you're getting clearer on what your purpose is or your potential, you're getting also clearer on what what to say no to or what mm. you know to as much as it's what you're saying you say yes to it's also about okay what's not serving me or what way can i you know what do i also need to shed that can make me really clear on that path so i think it's a great
1: point mm, yeah and this is this is um the system is so helpful with that because it tells us ah uh, how do we navigate how do we make decisions because everyone's got a certain particular way of making decisions which is based on their inner guidance system or their inner authority which is part of the map Mm. and each person also has a certain way that their energy meets other people and the world and that's also a bit of a guide in that map so human design is really practical it's not something you have to believe it's something that you can try out and that's I guess one of the things I like about it's really practical
0: Mm. mm. amazing and so you talk about this idea of mapping your authenticity. So how does how does what does that exactly mean?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so the human design map that you get if you generate a chart is your potential. Mm. So it's your potential um imprint that has the potential to live itself out in the world in all its glory and all its uniqueness so that you take your place in humanity as you mm, beautiful and yes, this imprint that we each have while it's your authentic expression that is in the end self-love in the world it's normally not what we've been supported to live out so you know the conditioning in the world is so strong particularly you know through no fault of anyone, <laughs> but just the way the world works, the way education works, the way that parenting works, the way that many things work, that most of us are taught to make decisions via our minds. Mm. But of course, the mind is a time machine. Mm. You know, our minds are time machines. They can be in the future. They can be in the past. They have trouble being in the present. And actually, they're not the place of energy. The energy is in the body. So, um, it's the energy of the body that actually helps us navigate towards the authentic design. And so that's why human design is really practical. It's saying uh, you don't have to work this out with your mind. You can, yes, you can read about it. You can learn about it. It's all helpful. But really if you try the experiment of engaging with this inner authority that is yours, if you start making decisions using this body wisdom, that is your embodied wisdom, and if you start doing that then everything that is not you that's come through that openness where you're receiving in the world yeah Mm -hmm. everything that's not you starts to drop away all those motivations that you wrestled with in your head because you felt pulled between your heart and your your emotions and your energy and your thoughts and your opinions Yeah, all of that starts to drop away, and when that drops away, there's the potential for something really fresh to Mm -hmm. arrive, and that fresh thing is your authentic potential that is unlike anyone else. Mm. There are 7 billion maps in the world Mm. of your human design, so... Yeah, it's incredible. incredible. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I I mean, I really resonate with what you're saying there. Um, You know, a lot of the women I'm working with, it's that understanding of who am I when I take off all the layers of who I think Mm. I should be, or who I, the identity I have been, or um, you know, the expectations others have on me, or the judgment I fear if I'm not that person and I love that this is a tool to really help you shed that and to step into that like you say that inner knowing that we've ignored often because the head is so valued in our society that IQ is so valued and that new learning is coming back into the body the heart and the gut and that embodying place which is um, yeah so it's very appealing to me that that human design does that.
1: and I, I mm, love it. Mm, Yeah. And this work you, that you're doing, this is so important because it really helps people shed a lot of that. And, you know, that is, that is of course, part of the deconditioning process. So yeah, I can see why that would resonate with you. Oh, yeah.
0: Amazing. So I think people, uh, it sounds like there is so many different maps you can have, but there are some core maps and core combinations of maps that people might Want to hear about to even go? Oh, that sounds a little bit like me. I'm curious to know um, what I might be. So, is it possible yes. to share sure. some of these maps?
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so one of the things about human design is that um, there are four broad types. So, and these types are aura types, and that's a little bit like saying, uh, you know do I have the same blood type as another person? So, you know, if you have the same blood type as another person, there are certain things that will work for you and be healthier for you in the world, um, which you have in common with your blood type. Okay. But of course, inside of that blood type, you're you you're not the same as all the other people with your blood type. So this is what the auras are in a way. So, you know, at that level, I'm just talking about, you know, the auric level and saying, okay, so there are these four types and I can just give you a little idea of what they are. So, yeah, so the first type, which is the generator and manifesting generator, this is, you know, a representation of the life force on the planet, and when people look up their human design and find, ah, oh, I'm a generator or a manifesting generator, what tends to happen next is they look at the statistics. And the statistics in humanity are, oh, that's about 70% of the population, yeah, are generators and manifesting generators. And then at that point, a lot of people say, oh, I'm not very unique. I just belong to the 70%. And this is, this is so far from the truth. because if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, you represent in humanity, the life force, the life force energy that is connected to this planet, Mm -hmm. connected to this earth. And that needs to be here for life to take place. And this is the most incredible creative energy that there is on the planet to build, to change. And and it's interesting, the person who received the human design system, when he started working with the general population to wake people up to their designs, he chose to work with generators and manifesting generators first because he knew that if he could transform these people to who they are, then the whole world would change. And so that's what I like to say, you know, to anyone who wants to know, oh, I'm only I'm part of 70%, so am I really special? Yes, you are, because you have the power through your own energy system to have a huge um, creative contribution to humanity by bringing your energy to life in the correct way. And so a generator and a manifesting generator, this is the, you know, this is, because it's the life force, it's this big, open, enveloping aura You know, this very open aura that has a buzz in it because it's literally it's coming from the sacral center and it's the sacral buzz of this generator motor of the life force. And this life force is very either incredibly energized and healthy or very, very flat or somewhere in between. And, of course, it depends whether it's been engaged correctly as to whether it's healthy. So a healthy generator or manifesting generator will just have one of those big, juicy, kind of luscious auras, you know, that just draws you in and sees energy, and here I am, and what am I going to do with this energy? And, gee, I'm so satisfied because I've used up all this incredible energy in my day, and it feels so incredibly satisfying. And yet many generators are putting the energy to use in ways that don't serve them, that are not authentic, you know, and that that are frustrating for them, you know, and it's frustrating for them because they're dragging themselves. There's no life force responding to say, ah, yes, to what they're doing. And so then their aura is, an aura that is not uh, not protected in any way it's very open it's open to everything and then that means that everything from outside of them that's not them can get in and they drain they're drained and their life force is flat and um this is what creates the feeling of the life force on the planet. So mm-hmm. we can <laughs> see why it's important that generators and manifesting generators are healthy because yeah. it creates the background frequency for all of us.
0: Yes. So, yeah, if people kind of have that stuck feeling, would that be yeah. a, when yeah. you're kind of not in your healthy space mm-hmm. being a generator? Mm-hmm. So, a lot of people can associate with that feeling of feeling.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, really stuck, really frustrated, really flat, not really lit up by anything. Mm-hmm that can be a generator or a manifesting generator Mm. Mm. yeah so that's the you know that's the type and of course you know um this is the key for the generator is to learn to use this energy they they have in response in the correct way and then everything starts to build from there
0: Mm. Mm. i'm a manifesting generator so that's interesting to hear yes
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is interesting. And do you relate to that, Simone? Uh,
0: Yeah, I I do. I do, yeah. And I think for me, um, me being on purpose really helps me align with the good side of my um, design when I'm feeling aligned with that. But otherwise, yeah, I can feel those other feelings where I'm not in the healthy part of that. Mm. Yeah.
1: Mm. So you know this. I mean, you work in personal development, so you would be very aware of um – when you're on and when you're not
0: yeah yeah and I've had big chunks of my life where I have felt that you know in the wrong place not expressing myself fully Mm. and that stuckness or feeling like this isn't me it's almost like I'm not in my design doing this Mm. I've really had many years doing that me too (laughs)
1: me too (laughs) that's why it was such a relief to find human design it's like oh okay I get it now yeah
0: coming home to yourself right yes
1: exactly yeah yeah so that's the um the generator and manifesting generator and then there's the projector and the projectors around 20 percent of the population um and the projector is a whole different type so um these projectors they have a very different kind of aura. And their aura is an aura that is an aura that um, is very focused, you know, and very absorbing. And it's the aura that's always scanning, you know, it's, it goes in and scans other people. And the projector aura in a way is built to relate to other people because it's all about scanning energy and reading energy. Mm-hmm. And so the projector type is a type that is not an energy type. You know, they can look very energetic because, of course, if they don't understand themselves, they can be the energy bunnies in in life, running around doing everything and then ending up burnt out, exhausted, unwell because, in the end, they can never compete with this energy world. Mm. They're not designed to compete with it. They'll only burn out through doing that. So they are here as the relational experts, if you like, and they have an aura that is an aura that is here um, really designed to to let them stand back and see what's happening in the world and then to use that incredible ability to see and notice to then guide energy when they're invited to do so. And this is the key for the projector because the projector is – Somebody who sees a lot and yet because they have such a focused and absorbing and penetrating aura, every time they try to go ahead and just share whatever they see with other people who are not ready for it and maybe don't even want it, they end up getting ignored or they end up getting reactions. They end up feeling unheard, unseen, unappreciated and really bitter and so this bitterness then becomes a you know um a message that starts to often when they're not when a projector's not themselves motivate them to want to manifest more initiate more and actually it's the opposite that they need to be doing is to be invitational to Mm -hmm. really wait to see who is for them who really gets them Mm -hmm. and when they can sit back enough to do that then they can use their particular intelligence in the way that it's designed, which is really to guide, to guide other the energy beings, actually. Yeah, the energy being, which is the generator and the manifesting generator, who, you know, it's these people who have all the energy and the, the projectors are designed really as the so
0: archetypal
1: what, guides. What <laughs>
0: kind of role would a projector be really suited to in terms of what they do in life? You know, yeah
1: <laughs> so um usually um a projector is most healthy in something that they love where they're using what they notice to guide other people so that could be uh, a leadership a management role mm. it could be a um a coach it could be a um funnily enough a lot of directors uh, mm. you know if you know if i often look at famous people there's a lot of uh, movie directors who are um, projectors because they're using what they see to guide everything mm. you know someone like um i think spielberg might be a projector um, if i remember correctly so yeah it's using this incredible intelligence of what they see mm.
0: Mm.
1: and then that's really success for them you know for them success is often through other people not um you know through using their guidance with other people
0: yeah. mm.
1: So that's a projector, mm. right?
0: So, and is there more? There's more. Well, ones? there are, there
1: are two others. Yes. So uh, maybe I'm maybe I need to be a bit more brief. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you can just briefly talk about those. That's
1: yeah, yeah. There two others. The manifestors is around eight percent, and the manifestor is the only type that is built to go ahead and be independently manifesting. Um, And so they're the, literally, you know, every other type that is saying, you know, I'm going to go after it, I'm going to initiate, I'm going to make it happen, is is moving in the opposite direction from from where they're designed. And yet the manifestor is the one that's here to open the door, to initiate, to be independent. And there's only 8% of those. So it's funny when you think about the whole, you know, spiritual movement of, you know, manifest this and manifest that, Yeah. It's 8% of people who are designed to do that, and this is the conditioning in the world go after it, go get. Yeah, yeah. So, how does that manifest
0: fit with the manifesting generator? Are they related?
1: The um, so the manifesting generator is a generator type because they've got the sacral motor defined and they have a generator aura and they have a direct access to. Um, If they're using their generator motor correctly, then they also have a connection through to their throat, which is what makes them a manifesting generator. So access to manifestation via their response, via their energy. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So that, yeah. and does that relate to like a throat shark, or that communication manifesting from that place? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. So there's the manifester and then um, finally the reflector. Uh, just over one percent of the population, and this is why my friend screamed <laughs> because I'm a reflector. And so you know, just over one percent of the population, you can imagine you can imagine what it was like. You know. Um, Trying to work out through all these different methods, well you know how how am I designed to work in the world you know, and unless you can find something that fits for the one percent, you know it's going to be a long search, so hence human design being such a big thing for me, so the man the um the reflector aura is an aura which is a sampling aura and it's an aura that is here as a reflector to reflect back to be a mirror. Mm-hmm. So essentially a reflector is here to mirror back the rest of the population. So it's the only design that doesn't have anything that they're transmitting. You know, So I said earlier, oh, we're all transmitting and receiving. So the reflector is the only one that's not Transmitting we 're only receiving and reflecting back, and so we 're really here um, to be open to the surprise of the world through this aura of that can sample and mirror back and um, of course, when we 're not ourselves, we are very disappointed in life, which is where I was when I found this, because mm-hmm. there is no particular self. get to know and it's um, the only um, design that isn't really here to know what is their one particular way of being because we're connected i mean interestingly connected to the moon and instead of having this one place of inner authority inside of us um, we have we're designed to follow a lunar process a lunar cycle and then to feel that embodied in our whole body mm-hmm. as our authority so it's a it's a really different um design and it's um lunar rather than solar so the other three types of solar so. oh, how
0: interesting. wow
1: yeah. so,
0: so, and you've i mean you've obviously coached
1: thousands of people have you met many reflectors Yes, yes i have i 've met lots of reflectors. I mean, it was interesting when I first started doing readings that I, I I did over a hundred readings before I found a reflector to do a reading for and you know this is what happens. The stats are true in life. If you run charts for a hundred people you 'll find around 70, um, 70 of them will be generated manifesting generators, and then the stats will
0: okay. move down
1: so yeah i've met lots of um, lots of reflectors. I went to the first ever refle- reflector. Um, retreat in the world which was in um, Italy where we had a kind of an experiment the first sort of social experiment of um, reflectors coming together in the world to see what that would be like so that was an an incredible experience. I can imagine you talk you talk about this word authority
0: or um, you know this inner authority throughout the types what does that mean?
1: Yeah so um, each person has one of seven different authorities so um, that means that for most people there's somewhere somewhere in your design that you're designed to connect with as like a navigation system so for 50, around 50% of the population, it's the solar plexus. So these are the people who are really feeling based and need to move slowly with their decisions because they're here to develop emotional clarity, emotional intelligence, and this is in, in fact the, you know, the the coming this is the evolution of humanity to move towards this emotional intelligence and about 50 percent of the population have this Mm. so it could be okay that's my authority which is an emotional process and that's something to get to know yeah or it could be the sacral center which is the you know that life force energy that we talked about that has energy or doesn't yeah Mm. or it could be which is commonly a lot of people call ah that's my gut i either have a Uh energy for something or uh, no energy for something yeah Mm -hmm. and then there's the splenic center and the splenic center is intuitive and it's about this knowing instinctive intuitive Mm -hmm. um kind of rising in your waters which is like a hunch yeah anyway i could go on so there's seven different authorities yeah and i
0: i can see how they also relate to personality testing kind of
1: uh, yeah, the intuitive feeling or
0: almost mm. they all relate to those. Yeah, so mm. that's really interesting. Mm.
1: And it's interesting because, you know, and particularly in the spiritual world, everyone says, you know, follow your heart and everything. And, I mean, for the, the heart is point seven eight of... Point less than one percent of the population are designed to follow their heart. Mm. So you know this is interesting, isn't it? That you know everyone's saying follow your heart, but for most people, that's not their authority. Yes,
0: and I mean same as you say that most of those signs are also in receiving, which is not what society you know has always valued Mm. because that's Mm. more feminine as well, isn't it? So that's Yeah. yeah. So lots of little insights of how yeah, what is the healthy way to be if we weren't programmed in another way?
1: Yeah, and that's what I love about this. It is, and it also brings us back to the body, which is what you said at the beginning, you know, Mm. this um, bringing us back to the body and bringing us back to these, you know, these other intelligences. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so is there ways that we can, I mean, it sounds like we probably couldn't change our design, but we can change how healthy we are in our design, would that be right? And is that just through a process of understanding your best way to be in the world? Or how do we become our healthy version of our design?
1: Yeah, um, yes, we become it by um, removing everything, every motivation that we're not. So we, we become it by stepping into this experiment of ah. Okay, so this is how I'm designed to make decisions. Mm. And even though my mind thinks this, Mm. this is what my inner authority, my inner sovereignty is saying. So right at this point, even though my mind thinks this and my inner navigation is saying this, which am I going to choose? And at that point, it's okay. We either choose the potential true self or we choose the not self. And so okay. human design has this process of um, decommissioning what you're not. Mm. Oh, it's I love that. It. Getting it's... into what you are.
0: Yes, because sometimes it's hard to know, you know, what, you know, until you kind of learn what is my authority. Mm. It's hard to know which one should I be listening to or which is true and is it my head or is it my body? And, yeah, so it's great that you've got that. Like you say, it's a map for you to tune mm. into and, and find your, your way forward. Yeah, I really like that.
1: Yeah, and particularly because, you know, people are complex. And, you know, there are some people who have three or four of these inner authorities all defined inside of them Mm. and all having a conversation with each other inside of you. Mm. But one of them's the authority. Mm. And so how do you help
0: people kind of step into their purpose, tracing through using the map?
1: Yeah. So what I do is I read and synthesize the map first. Mm -hmm. Um, which is a human design reading and that is a a big download really of your um, the synthesis of everything that is in your design at a foundational level so that you can start your experiment of stepping into this it's actually a cellular transformation that you step Mm -hmm. into so a reading from an analyst is a uh, transmission of your codes that are transmitted through specific language because human design is a language and the language of the particular words relates to your amino acids, your DNA. And the reading is as much for your body as it is for your mind. So it's designed to go in through your aura and talk to your cells. And then when your mind engages with it and you try out this what we call your strategy and authority, your way of making decisions based on your inner guidance system, then the cellular transformation kicks off. And for me, my experience was that, you know, I've become healthier and healthier. I mean, this is a cellular transformation. I've, I feel better physically than I did 15 years ago.
0: Mm. Wow, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? I love that. Yeah, and I also love the word you used, experiment you go out and experiment because that's um I, I just think that's so much of the work of finding your way when you look at it in terms of being an experiment and trying and feeling and seeing rather than you know a map nobody has the exact map of themselves of what they should do next so it's that mm-hmm. idea of an experiment try and see how does that feel does that feel healthy does that feel not?
1: And just that is the whole of life, isn't it? Mm. One big experiment. Mm. Oh, it is. It's a huge experiment. And, and I think this is one of the things about human design. It says, you know, don't try to decide with your mind what your life will be. Mm. You know, if your mind worked, then would your life be what it is now? Because... You know, um, (laughs) we've all been using our minds for a long time and what did that create in the world? You know, if we could create a fantastic world by thinking about it, Mm. then would the world be like it is? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So
0: (laughs) what do you believe, Christine, is your purpose in the world?
1: So my purpose in the world is um, creating space for people to bring – consciousness into form so into their form so to embody the consciousness that they are here to be Mm. and in many ways I work with that with people right across the spectrum and I work with it a lot with leaders because I believe that if we can bring this consciousness that we are and its potential into our form and use that to inform the world to bring it into whatever it is that we're we are creating impacting um, relating to in the world then we each take our place in a much healthier world and mm-hmm. so this is yeah so you know in my design I've I have an, what we call an incarnation cross everyone has an incarnation cross which is the reason we we're here mm-hmm. um, and mine is called the cross of endeavor and um, so this is sort of a bit about being a spiritual business person um bringing more he- healthy ways of being into the world yeah so
0: mm. Mm. so good we need more of you christine <laughs> in the world it's so it's so great it's the way of the future and the way of leadership and corporate and everything and it's just so refreshing to see that this is you know becoming more common and uh, mm. there's people like you who are uh, bringing it in in all on all levels and mm. so Thank you. And before we go, is there any other wisdom? I know you have so much wisdom and you've shared so much wisdom. Is there any other wisdom you want to share with um, my group here? Yeah.
1: um, Yeah, well, really, this is about learning to love who you are. Mm. It's about learning to connect with that particular part of you that most wants to be expressed in the world because it's already you Mm -hmm. and and it's doing it in such a way that your body is also more comfortable and more supported and so um i think that you know and different people come to different modalities and if you look at the body map or hear this and feel as if ah yeah this is something to explore then it might be something for you
0: Mm -hmm. yeah beautiful I'm excited because I'm coming to have a (laughs) session with you next month so I'm feeling very inspired but if people want to find you Christine where do they find you I'm going to share this these details in the show notes too but where would people find you if they want to come I know you do both remote and in person Mm
1: -hmm. um so um do you mean on the internet where would they find me yeah Hmm. yeah so it's humandesign.nz yeah So, you can find me there, and um, I work you know, I'm working a lot obviously on Zoom at the moment, but also on Waiheke, and I do also work in Auckland in a consulting room in there. So,
0: amazing! Thank you so much for sharing that wisdom, and I know that you've got so many more layers you could talk all day about this topic of human design and conscious leadership it's just beautiful so thank you for being here it's really really insightful
1: Mm, thanks for all the questions lovely lovely talking with you
0: thanks christine